Spell low to limb. L-O-T-T-O-L-I-U-M. Hey, this is Craig Dillstrom Media. This is DJ Kaya. This is Elliot D'Souza. Hey, this is Jason D'Souza from Aldona. Hey, this is Nash Lobo from Aldona. This is Pascal D'Souza from Calgary. Hey, this is Rosie D'Almeida. Hey, this is Roland Mascarenas. Hey, guys, this is Ron Montero from Local Inn. Hi, this is Roy Fernandez from Donna Paula. This is Ryan D'Souza from Kula. Hey, this is Steffi DeCruz. Hey, this is Tony Nazareth, and you are listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the GSL. The GSL. GSL. GSL Podcast. And you're listening to the GSL Podcast. That's right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the GSL Podcast. My name is Wendell. Hope you are all doing well on this fine, fine week. Uh, we've had some great weather in Toronto recently, especially this weekend. Uh, one of the nicest uh, weekends of all the summer, for sure. And uh, some great games to go over, so we'll get into that later on. But first, let's jump into the news. First up, a couple of podcast announcements. As you heard at the intro of this show, that was uh, the famous spelling of Lotalum by none other than the agent DJ Kai in last year's uh, first episode of the Pecora. Many people have asked me what's going on this year with the Pecora. Will Tony be coming back to defend his title? And the truth is, with this being such a busy summer and uh, myself having such a busy schedule, I wasn't able to do a regular episode of the Pecora each month. Um, I think what I've decided to do is have Tony back on to defend his title. And in order to challenge the throne, we do need a challenger. So I'm leaving it up to you guys, the community, to message me or email me, the GSL podcast at gmail.com, with uh, a nomination. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate someone else that you think would be good. You can nominate someone else that you think would be bad just to watch them tank, and then you can make fun of them. Um, please uh, do uh, include their contact information uh, when you message me. Uh, just so you guys know, Tony was actually a nomination by Ron Montero last year. So that nomination led to him going undefeated and claiming the core prize of a custom jersey. Not sure what the prize will be this year. Um, I'll have to work on that uh, once we figure out who's going to be the challenger. But for those of you that think you can take Tony on, uh, definitely message me and hopefully we can have a, a good uh, face-off later on in the season. Moving on, another project I was interested in doing, if there's enough uh, community want for it, would be kind of a uh, behind the scenes of how the GSL podcast is made. What this would be is a short uh, video on YouTube that I would make that kind of shows how exactly I do go about making the episodes how I record uh, the conversations uh, with interviews, how I do my editing, just like kind of cool stuff like that. Uh, that being said, this would require some work on my behalf, so I only want to do it if people are interested. Uh, so if you are interested, please do message me or contact me in some way. And if there's enough interest in uh, watching the video, then maybe I would get around to making it. So definitely let me know uh, what your thoughts are. For those people that are sending in nominations, you can also answer this question at the same time in the same email. Unfortunately, the sad violin is playing because I have to announce next week there will not be an episode of the GSL podcast. This weekend is the long weekend, so there won't be any games going on. And this will give me some time to catch up on some other work and other projects going on. And also maybe do the other two things that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So unfortunately, no episode of the podcast next week, but I will be back the week after for sure. All right, that's it for the news. Let's get into some match recaps. <laughs> 
First up, we have Lotalum versus Mopsa. This resulting in a pretty one-sided win, uh, 3-0 for Lotalum. Goal scored by Keegan Moraes, our guest who was last week on the podcast, Neil De Silva, and Kyle Coelho. Uh, overall, the GSL Insider Report said it was a pretty hot day, uh, so neither side was able to really string together passes, keep possession for extended periods of time. It was kind of a sloppier game, just because of the extreme heat and fatigue. Um, Lotlam was able to create a number of chances, but Mopsa uh, was doing well at the back, uh, trying to keep the defensive shape. Unfortunately, couldn't last the whole game with Lotlam winning 3 0. Uh, especially nice goal was uh, another one from Neil De Silva, uh, turning his back and uh, spinning around a uh, Mopsa player and then blasting the ball into the uh, bottom corner with his left foot. Neil is lucky in the sense that. Um, he's able to use both his feet extremely well. Uh, on previous podcasts, I mentioned how he scored goals with his head, his right foot, his left foot. So really complete player that way adds to his kind of goal scoring threat and the reason he is the current reigning MVP. As far as results go, looking at the table, what this means is Mopsa is still sitting dangerously close to the bottom of the table uh, with three points after Donald Paul's huge win last week. Um, so they're tied on three points. However, goal differential and head to head will come into play. Uh, but they are hovering around that uh, that eighth seed. So definitely, definitely not the result they were hoping for. However, playing Lotslam, I'm not sure many expected them to, to get some points there, uh, myself included. From Lotslam's point of view, they're kind of just taking care of business, doing their job, uh, doing everything possible to make sure they uh, keep the title within their hands uh, for the league. Um, however, this is a routine game that they were expected to win, and these are the types of games you have to win. So good job by them uh, taking care of business, but overall not really the most exciting result. As mentioned before, the Aguada versus Aldana game was rescheduled, so we will move on to Margao versus Donna Paula. Another game that many people would predict uh, Margao to win. Um, however, that being said, they were upset by Bungmalo last week and uh, definitely wanted to get back to winning ways, and that they did with a comprehensive win, 5-1 to one over Donna Paula with goals from Braden Pereira, Bradley Pereira, and a hat-trick from Dwayne Lobo Perez. Um, first hat-trick of the season, I think, for Dwayne, uh, who is a, a terrific player for Marga, very key for them in their center midfield, and a very, very strong player. Um, he's a type of player that, although he's very dominant in the middle, he's also known for chipping in goals. Uh, I would compare similar to Frank Lampard in the sense that they do a lot of passing, they do a lot of control in the middle, but Frank Lampard always used to appear in the 18-yard box at the right time and get a lot of goals. I'm not saying that's a direct comparison, I'm sure... Some GSL podcast listener is like a Chelsea fan or I don't know, some other fans like, no, Dwayne is not like Frankie. Like people that are super fans tend to become on first name basis with these celebrities, even though they've never met them before in their life. Uh, Dwayne's not like Frankie. He's not as good as Frankie. Uh, but anyways, it's just a general comparison uh, to the fact that he controls the middle and he does score a lot of goals. So good on Dwayne for getting a hat trick. A uh, goal from Donna Paula by Gary Barreto, who is definitely a rising star on that team. And pretty impressive. He managed to get another goal and against a strong defensive side like Margau. Um, once again, Margau, I, in my opinion, out of the title race at this point, just due to their previous results, especially losing that game against Bugmalo, was a key loss for them. However, taking care of business, their main objective needs to be uh, two things right now. First of all, finishing in as high a seat as possible. As I said, they most likely can't win the league, but the difference between finishing in the fourth seed and the third seed is massive. Um, as I've said before, if you're the fourth seed and you win, you play uh, likely the first place team in the semifinals. Whereas if you're the third seed, you would only play the second seed and then um, 
potentially only the first seed in the finals if they happen to make it there. So huge motivation for them to try and finish as high on the table as possible. The second goal for them needs to be to ramp up their performances and get some consistency heading into the playoffs. Um, Marga's the type of team, uh, they're known for their consistency. So the past few years of being kind of up and down hasn't really been healthy for their team. Um, they definitely need to get back to more consistent dominance like they were for so many years. And uh, if they can ramp up their performances, get a string of results going before the playoffs, then they enter the playoffs uh, on a high and then can really compete. I remember last year, um, the last game of the season, we played them and we beat them. Um, and that kind of affected uh, us finishing above them. But from a playoff point of view, it didn't really have a difference because we were going to play them no matter what happened in the game. Um, however, it was a huge mental advantage because, as I said, that inconsistency of winning and losing, winning and losing, it, they kind of lost that fear factor in our minds. So when we played them in the quarterfinals, even though it was an extremely, extremely close game, I, for those of you that remember last year and the recap I gave last year, it's one of the best playoff games we've seen in a long time. Um, went to penalties, nine shooters, etc. Um, but we managed to beat them. But at the same time, we didn't have that same fear of them going into the playoffs. So I think if they're able to build up their momentum and get a string of results together, maybe they'll get a little bit more of that fear factor uh, right before they start off uh, the quarterfinals. Last up, we have Kolva versus Bogmalo. This was actually a really interesting game that I was looking forward to seeing what happened because we had Bogmalo on the up and up. And we have Kolva, who kind of used to stabilize their position. A little bit of a free fall here uh, with a, a number of losses recently. Um, and Kolva, although they were definitely missing some players through injury still, managed to come up with a win, 2-1 to one over Bagmalo with goals from Denzel Denise and Orville Maciel. Uh, Bagmalo, a goal from Conan Anthony Fernandez. Conan scoring a bunch of goals this year now, ever since they moved him up to the striker position. But it's Kolva that comes up with the win, so huge props to them. This is a game that you know will definitely boost their morale and mean a lot for their table position. And as I said before, the middle to upper part of the table is completely uncertain right now. Uh, it's very difficult to predict who's going to end up. I have no idea at this point what the playoffs uh, matchups are going to look like, which is always great. You know, with four games left at this point, some teams have less games, some teams have more games. Um, the fact that we can't predict the winner, we can't predict all the playoffs matchups is really, really awesome. So uh, good, good result for Kova. For Bogmala, you know, they were on a winning streak, uh, kind of come back to earth game. Unfortunately, it was against Kova. You'd like for them to take a win here. And then maybe if they're going to have a, a reality check game, it would be against, you know, maybe one of the top three teams in the league right now or something like that. But uh, unfortunate for them. Uh, a close game, though, so something they can uh, take some positives out of. And we'll see how they respond going forward. All right, that's it for match recaps. Let's get into some match predictions. <laughs> Alright, so coming up with match predictions, we have Aguada versus Margao. Wow, that is a heavyweight battle. I'm going to give the edge to Aguada, I think, assuming they have their full team there. They're just playing a little bit more consistently this season, so I predict them to win 2-1 to one and what's going to be a really, really great game. Uh, we have Mopsa versus Kolva. I think Kolva is going to continue their bounce back streak and get a win here over Mopsa. I think it'll be a little bit more of a comfortable game for them. I'm predicting a 3-1 win for Kolva. Next up, we have Lotalem versus Bogmalo. As I said, it would have been nice for Bogmalo to get a victory against Kolva and go into this game on an extreme high with morale and things like that. Fortunately, because they did lose, I think that uh, the writing will be against the wall against Lotalem, and I think Lotalem will win comfortably 3 to nothing. And final game of the weekend is Donna Paula versus Aldana. This is a game that Aldana has to win to continue their title challenge, and I feel that we will. Uh, I'm going to predict a 2 to nothing win for Aldana. 
All right, next up we have a very special guest. This week I decided to do something a little bit different. For the first time, our guest is not going. They're not uh, in the league. They're not a former player. They're not a fan. Um, but they are a regular listener of the podcast. So please welcome Jafar Hussein. Jafar, how's it going? Good, good, Wendell. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. So um, obviously, you know, people, they'll be kind of surprised to learn of a guest that's not a former player, hasn't been in the league. Uh, what inspired you to come on the show? Well, you know, being, uh, you know, an avid listener of the podcast and, uh, you know, I, I felt that, you know, a lot a lot of the, a lot of what happens and goes on in the GSL, you know, I can kind of resonate with that just being that I used to play in a community league myself. Okay, so for those that aren't familiar, which community league is this and where was it based out of? So um, I used to play in the JSA, uh, which is the Jafari Soccer Association. And it's uh, it's a Muslim league that was uh, based out of Markham and Thornhill. Okay, and how many years did you play in this league for? Uh, I played a total of uh, seven seasons, actually. Seven seasons, amazing. So one of the cool yeah. things when you were telling me about this league is that it shares a lot of similarities to the GSL. And maybe there's mm -hmm. some things that we could actually learn from it. So starting off with the basics, how many teams are there in the JSA? So there were there were eight teams. And how do people normally pick their teams? It usually is it based on the community they're from, or is it based on their family, their friends, or is it just random? Um, so it would depend. Uh, I, I, at one point, um, we were six teams, uh, and then when eight teams, when we wanted to go, uh, when we added more teams because there was more interest in in people wanting to join the league, um, people started to form their like friends would form their own teams. Uh, whereas otherwise, you know, uh, as each person joined, sometimes you'd just be assigned randomly to a team. Unless you knew the captain, then they would, you know, sort of pick you up and put you on their team. Okay, cool. So a little bit of both, a little bit of people knowing each other, a little bit of little randomness mix. as well. A little mix, yeah. Okay, awesome. Now, you know, in the GSL, it's a men's league. It's technically, you know, a recreational men's league as far as the registration stuff goes. But um, it is competitive for sure. I mean, everyone knows that. We have players that range in age from anywhere as low as 16 is the minimum to any age. I think the oldest player is probably around 50, maybe. Um, Competitive-wise, there's people that are newer to the game. There are people that are regulars, but, you know, always played maybe at a house league level. But then you have people that have played, you know, rap, regional, varsity, youth teams. Uh, we even have former professional players. So what about the JSA? How would you describe the competitiveness of the league? So, uh, honestly, like, it sounds uh, it sounds a lot like the, the, G the JSA sounds a lot like the GSL. I mean... We had, again, like a very wide range of people in terms of ages and in terms of skill. Um, you had, like you said, people ranging, I think 16 was the minimum age, but you had people up in their 40, like 45, even 50. I mean, people who are still passionate about playing that come out and, you know, enjoy their time with the rest of their community. But uh, with regards to skill, like there, there, we had beginners, people who were just new to the game and just, you know, wanted to get out and enjoy the time with the rest of their community. And you had people who are, you know, former professionals or even varsity players. Um, so it really made things interesting. And uh, it just combined, you know, uh, a mix of people from different, uh, you know, backgrounds in soccer. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's, it sounds very similar. Um, yeah. one, of, one of the unique things I feel like about our league is, 
um, because it is a cultural league, a community league, like you, like the JSA, as, as you said, mm-hmm. we actually have a going sausage vendor. So this is a guy that comes with kind of like a little mini food cart. Um, he comes every Sunday to the games. He, he sets up a stand in between the two fields, actually. And he sells things like going sausage, sandwiches. He sells coconut water, water, pop, some other delicacies. Um, he actually That's disappeared. Uh, he disappeared for a while. But then I did an open letter to him on this podcast and he returned. Um, I like to claim credit. A lot of people have said, you know, I should get some credit or maybe some cutbacks for him coming back. <laughs> to get uh, some coconut water. Yeah, exactly. I would love some coconut water. Um <laughs> But uh, do, do you guys have anything like that? I mean, it's a community league. It's all Muslims. There's a lot of uh, Iraqis, Lebanese things. Like that. Any like, you know, chicken shawarma sandwiches, any kind of hookups at the game? We would actually have food out at the uh, like the um, the playoffs. If if actually if the league took place during uh, Ramadan, like oh, yeah. Ramadan, like How would that would be fasting. Yeah. And usually, usually our games were if they're if they're during the week, you'd, you'd uh, like if your game was scheduled during the week and if you played in the evening, Usually you'd be play, breaking your fast right after the game, okay. and so so they would you know we'd bring food um, afterwards and uh, you know break fast after the game. So it's it's kind of nice, you know. Yeah, it's a nice so, bonding experience afterwards. Yeah, for sure. So here's the question now: You bring up Ramadan. Obviously, everyone's fasting then during that time during the daylight. Yeah. Um, does this mean? So you could have eleven on eleven with twenty two people all fasting and all playing soccer at the same time. Yeah. So was there ever any controversy? Like, did you ever suspect someone broke their fast early just to gain a competitive advantage? In just the to game get itself? that edge? Yeah, just to get, get that, that edge. edge. Yeah. Get a little bit of carbs before the game. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're, if they're telling you they're fasting, then they must be fasting. You've got to take it at face value. <laughs> so no water but, breaks, uh, I guess. No orange slices at half. Nope. So if you're, if you're dehydrated and you pass out, you pass out. That's it. You got a survival of the fittest. Survival of it. Yeah, no, I actually didn't realize that. So that that's actually kind of a unique thing that you guys would have to experience. Um, for yeah. us, the main problem we have is kind of the opposite, where people are probably drinking and eating too much before the game or during the game. That's 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 kind of a wreck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so another thing that's kind of the staple of the GSL is uh, friendly competition. But every now and then, you know, things get out of hand. Like people are very passionate absolutely. about the sport, very passionate absolutely. about the community. Um, is this something shared in your community? Were there any fights? Were, were people hotheads, or was it more of a calm league? I mean, it's not it's not something you'd witness every game, but you know, like you said, it gets competitive, and you know, people people want to win. You know, people, I mean, as much as you're there to have fun, you you know, you want to win. You want to you want to come out there uh, on top. But uh, I mean, it, it happens. You know, some some things you know uh, said. But uh, once you're once you're off the pitch, like it just you're back, you know, you're back to being friends or you're back to, you know, your regular selves. Uh, I mean, sometimes people hold grudges. I've I've witnessed, you know, incidents between, you know, members on their own team. But like I said, it's it happens, but it's rare. You're not going to witness it every game. And then and then uh, in your seven years in the league, were you ever able to make it to the finals or win a championship? You know. I, I'd love to. I'd love to tell you that I did win win a championship, <laughs> but uh, I was never on that. I was never on that winning team. But uh, no, we make we we made it to the playoffs, and every team makes it's, it to the playoffs. Eight teams in the league. I mean, doesn't, every, doesn't, everyone, 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 doesn't everyone make it to the playoffs? Everyone's a winner. <laughs> everyone's a winner. Participation <laughs> trophies a winner. all around. Yeah, 
Uh, trophies all around. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, like everyone makes it to the playoffs, but uh, no, we we haven't had that. Uh, I didn't have that uh, luck to make it to the finals. It's okay, man. I I've been to the finals once, but I've never won either. So it's still still a work in progress here too. Yeah, let me get in there. So the last thing we want to talk about, and the reason, uh, a really big reason you want to come on is, you know, we're the GSL, the Goan Soccer League, the GSL, but you have the MSL. Uh, yep. Or the Muslim Soccer League. Um, it's yes. not, not technically a full league, as you were describing it to me, but no. it sounds like an epic event. So describe to all the listeners, what is the MSL? So the Muslim Soccer League is uh, sort of like an annual tournament held over three days. Uh, generally speaking, it's it's uh, it's during the winter time. I mean, not everyone's fortunate enough to be able to play, you know, during the winter, like setting up an indoor league and, and whatnot. It's, it takes a lot of time, dedication, and, you know, resources to get that going uh so the muslim soccer league was an annual tournament held over three days in the winter and it would basically bring together uh, different communities uh like muslims of different back ethnic backgrounds in, in like the toronto and gta community so you would have um afghani muslims and pakistani muslims and uh, iraqi muslims and and they'd be from scarborough or mississauga or you know York region and we'd all basically get together and it would be a tournament between these different teams and they're part of larger and more competitive leagues in Toronto so you had completely different like skill like very organized they even had coaches and they you know so you don't know who you're gonna get stacked up against so it's it's kind of interesting it's kind of like a champions league for all the different Muslim communities playing soccer in the GTA And the GTA, exactly. And how did the JSA fare? Like, how was the competitiveness of your uh, league compared to maybe the Afghanis, the Lebanese, like the other communities you found in the GTA? Well, like I said, I mean, ours is just, you know, we, we don't have any coaches or anything like that in the JSA. I mean, you have a captain. and But like like I said, there were other teams who were so structured. They have like coaches and trainers and like they had their whole kits going on and so I mean, it's it's you could you you couldn't keep up with them, but it's again, it's it's a it's a nice weekend and tournament uh, you 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 enjoy regardless of like the competition you're going up against. Yeah, no, and knowing knowing that you're losing, you're gonna lose going in. Yeah, exactly. No, it sounds awesome. Basically, for us, it sounds very very similar to what we called Viva Goa, which was right. also a weekend tournament. It's only two days for us: Friday, Saturday, um, and basically it was very similar. You'd have uh, different teams. Now, the the only difference I would say is that. We had the majority of the teams from the GSL would just put in a team. But then the great mm-hmm. thing is, similar to the MSL, because it's only a weekend tournament, people that you know don't have time to commit to every week or you know practicing like that, they could just form a team for this indoor tournament and submit it. And we had we actually had teams flying in from the states, uh, coming across Canada. So it was a That's really crazy. big deal. Yeah, I think at its peak, it had you know almost twenty How? teams uh, registered yeah. just for a weekend tournament. So it got really really big um and was honestly truly like one of the the highlights ours was during the summer it wasn't during the winter probably okay. might have made more sense during the winter just because uh you're not able to play outdoors so it's good to go to an indoor yeah. turf facility um, yeah. but it was the height of the summer because it was combined with uh kind of cultural dances cultural foods all these type of things and like a nightlife each night yeah uh, unfortunately it hasn't happened uh, uh recently now it's transitioned more to kind of a, an outdoor festival rather than like a big soccer tournament yeah, um, but yeah, no, definitely sounds like the MSL is very similar to what we have as Viva Goa or what we used to have you, at least. 
you got to bring it back like you brought back the uh, the going barbecue uh, guy. Yeah, the the yeah the sausage going sausage vendor. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, the going sausage yeah, guy. Public service announcement: Bring back Viva Goa soccer. No, bring everyone. Back Viva Goa. Everyone's exactly. dying. Yeah, everyone's dying for that tournament to come back. Well, Jafar, uh, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's nice to have. Uh, a guest brings some perspective from a different community to show us how we're similar and how we're different and kind of that although the GSL is, you know, everyone loves it. It's so unique that, you know, there are tons of other leagues like this and other communities doing almost the exact same thing. No. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, it's, it's great to, you know, support a, a good uh, podcast, you know, with great content and uh, you know, uh, usually always looking forward to like the next episode. So uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Thanks. Thanks so much, Wendell. Now, my I guess one thing I mean, everyone's gonna say, how do you not ask him this? Is there an MSL podcast? Uh, unfortunately, uh, there is not. Uh, we don't have someone as uh, as uh, as dedicated and talented to. Okay, now, to, now you're just sucking up to me. Okay, yeah. Settle, settle down. We don't have no. We don't have a podcast. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. It was good talking thanks. to you, and thanks for your thanks support, for me, Wendell. Thanks. Take care, guys. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much to Jafar for coming to the show. Hopefully you guys appreciated having a little bit of a different perspective and kind of a fresh new guest on the show. As I said, there won't be an episode of the podcast next week, so we'll be back in two weeks on the GSL podcast with a brand new episode.